The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome in to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. It's a post-game edition of the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook. My name is Ronnie Court. You can, of course, follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, And, of course, you can email the show if you'd like. Ronnie K at milehighsports.com. Going to get fully into the Tennessee game and what the Denver Broncos did well, what they did not do so well, observations. We'll have some guests as well, too. So, podcast coming at you full bore for uh, the recap of a loss. Unfortunately, the Denver Broncos lose 16-14 on a last-second field goal by, well, Steven uh, still making the team. Goskowski, wow, that was a terrible night from him, but he hits the game winner regardless, and so the Titans escape Denver 16-14. They're now 1-0 Denver, now 0-1. Drew Locke, we'll start with him as far as statistics go. With our post-game podcast, I do want to always go over the t- statistics before we get into the analysts' uh, side of things. Uh, Drew Locke, 22-32 for 216 yards, through a touchdown, no interceptions. By the way, Drew Locke was not sacked in the football game. Rushing-wise, uh, Melvin Gordon was your leading rusher for the Denver Broncos, took the carry 15 times for 78 yards, did have the one touchdown, his longest, a 25-yard scamper. And uh, for the Broncos, that was really the majority of it, at least three-quarters of it. Phillip Lindsay, seven carries, 24 yards for uh, a 3.4 average, but Lindsay getting hurt at halftime and could not assume the role for the second half. Drew Locke rushed three times for five yards, and Royce Freeman got in on the action with a carry as well, too, for no yardage. Uh, Receiving-wise, Noah Fant was your best option, and he had a hell of a first half, and then he disappeared in the second half. We'll talk about that. Five catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. He got six targets and a 31-yarder, his longest. Jerry Judy, four catches, 56 yards, for an average of 14. A pop had eight targets and two very big drops. Tim Patrick, four catches, 29 yards, and then a a flurry of one-catch games from Deshaun Hamilton, Royce Freeman, Phillip Lindsay, Tyree Cleveland, Jake Butt, and Nick Vanette. Melvin Gordon also chipped in with three catches for eight yards. Fumble-wise, this was an issue. Technically, Drew Locke was, is scored with two fumbles, uh, but there were two snap fumble uh, exchange issues that went back and forth. Uh, that was uh, obviously a issue from the beginning. Lloyd Cushenberry and Drew Locke got to get on that same page. Uh, Melvin Gordon with the big fumble that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, That was just simply inexcusable. And then Jerry Judy also uh, with a fumble but not lost. Um, I actually don't remember, quite frankly, when that happened. But uh, maybe that scored incorrectly or maybe just uh, dropped in, just picked it back up, whatever may be the case. Uh, Defensively, Alexander Johnson led the way tackles-wise with 12, eight of them being solo. Bryce Callahan, Josie Jewell tie with eight tackles as well too. The Denver Broncos only get to the quarterback once. Jeremiah Atachu with the one sack on the day. Couple pass breakdowns, uh, uh, pass bat downs. Uh, Cream Jackson with a big one in the final quarter.
Porter, and how about Jarrell Casey? Two of them on the line as well, with one from A.J. Boye, who got hurt in this game, and Michael Ojemudia also chipping in with one as well, too. Denver did not get an interception in the football game. They had a punt return twice from Deontay Spencer for 16 yards total for an 8.0 average. Brandon McManus did not attempt a field goal. He had two extra points. He was two for two. And Sam Martin, how about the day that Sam Martin had? How about this? Five punts, 232 yards for a 46.4 average. Hang time in the mid to high fours. And how about this? Inside the 23 times, his longest a 56-yarder, and particularly one real good one that put the Tennessee Titans on the 5-6 yard line with, uh, uh, you know, obviously uh, all the pressure now on their back, but no rowdy fans to encourage them on as well, too. Broncos had about 500 fans, and when I say fans, they were families, basically, of the players, so no fans actually in the stands for this football game as the Broncos lose 16-14. Initially, the, the thought is, first of all, this game obviously went down to the final quarter where Tennessee outscores Denver 9-7 to and thus wins it by 2 This is a Broncos football team that had everything going until, let's rewind a little bit, until about the first quarter, uh, first half, where they have everything going and then Melvin Gordon with the big fumble. One of those small things, you can't turn the ball over. Penalties will kill you, turnovers will kill you. You turn the football over and now all of a sudden Tennessee has all this momentum. They end up scoring a touchdown on that sequencing drive and so thus now kind of puts them back in the football game as uh, they only had to go 23 yards to get a touchdown when eventually they punched it in on that little back shoulder throw to uh, Pruitt from Ryan Tannehill. Obviously not great. Okay, now you kind of have this stalemate going into the fourth quarter where uh, Tennessee kind of punches them in the face. Denver kind of punches back. This second half is a very anemic half as, uh, quite frankly, it got a bit boring on both sides because teams just went either three and out or were missing field goals. Obviously, Tennessee, we kind of talked about it. Steven Goskowski had a horrible day for Tennessee, but eventually hits the chip shot game winner. Denver in their first two drives coming out of the second half, very poor. Six plays, three yards, and how about two minutes and 38 seconds blown off the clock. The two drives sequentially for Tennessee on offense. While they only came away with seven points because they missed the field goal, they combined for 29 plays, uh, doing the math really quick in my head, 137 yards and 13. 15 minutes plus on the football field. That was a gigantic switch for Tennessee to kind of set up at least them to be still in this ball game. Because I have to be honest, quite frank, if this is a football team that takes care of the little things, I think Denver wins this game by 10. But Denver shot themselves in the foot, and this is a football team that looked like they were inexperienced on offense. This looked like the youngest offense in the NFL. A couple misfires, did some things that just simply were not things that you cannot get away with in the NFL. And unfortunately, it they didn't get away with it, and uh, they lost the football game because of it. I think this is a football game overall when you start to kind of look at things. We're going to dive into the each individual sequences that I know y'all want to hear about. But overall, this is a football team that lost because of an inexperienced player and coach 
situation. Uh, point blank, period. Uh, j- simply put, Vic Fangio does not have the uh, true in-game, down-to-the-wire coaching situation down when utilizing the clock. And you, if you want to argue that he'll never get that, or if he will with more experience, that's fine. But I'm telling you right now, he ain't got it. He ain't got it. And that's a big problem for the Denver Broncos moving forward because they were put in a situation here several times. And I'll add with the lead going into a a potential, you just run this thing out and Tennessee don't get the ball anymore. But what happens? Your offense, five plays, 24 yards, two minutes off the clock, you punt the football away. Now, luckily, your defense makes the Tennessee Titans go three and out. You get this second opportunity to say, hey, with about three minutes, uh, just south of four minutes left on the clock, you take this football and you keep it for the rest of the game. Tennessee don't get this football back anymore. Well, what happens? Three plays, they lose two yards. Uh, excuse me, they get, uh, I'll give it to them. They gained positive yardage. And they spent a minute off the clock in the fourth quarter, you know, on that, that particular drive. And then you punt the football away and then you give it to Tennessee. But that, that, that two drives, the two drives to open up the second half in particular, were just brutal. And again, doing the little things, these big drops from Jerry Judy, these uh, unfortunate situations where, look, you got to catch the football, kid. Got to catch the football. And this was the one knock on Jerry Judy. As much as we want to talk about the footwork, as much as we want to talk about his speed, his downshift, upshift, oh, he looks great. He's burning cornerbacks. He looks great. He's posting videos on social media. Slow down. Catch the football. Because if you don't catch the football, Denver's in major trouble here. And that was a situation where the Broncos got absolutely killed. And particularly, oh boy, in these final drives in the fourth quarter, just some tremendous opportunities to seal the game that were just simply dropped. And particularly one of them. I believe it was on the final drive uh, where Drew Locks in the shotgun. It's a it's a tight little crossing route, nice little easy slant. I mean that's pitch and catch, and and Jerry Judy reacted as you kind of thought he would. He was extremely disappointed with himself. Kind of grabbed his helmet and said, "What what the heck, man? Like what? How did I not catch that?" you got to catch those footballs. And I really hope this is a learning opportunity for him because they cannot deal with these missed little things. I've always said this on the podcast, and it's funny that it is now rearing its ugly head here. I've always said that if you take care of the little things, the big thing takes care of itself. And unfortunately, the Denver Broncos did not take care of the little things. And it's funny because the little things are something that Vic Fangio himself promotes what was the mantra death by inches right well unfortunately not taking the field goal at the beginning of the game jerry judy drops not burning clock off in the fourth quarter and then mismanaging timeout those are inches that started to pile up and one became four inches four inches became 10 inches 10 inches became three yards and then all of a sudden you've got this big issue that you're dealing with and the denver broncos lose the football game you could argue 
because of it. It's those small details that really matter. Uh, Going to bring on Zach Seegers here on the program in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about, of course, our friends over there at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. And here's the deal. Of course, it was nice to see just the football teams out on the gridiron, right? I mean, we were, we were wondering if this thing was actually even going to happen. But it was nice to see the teams back out on the field. And, of course, lucky for us, look, it's just week one. we got a couple more weeks left uh, before we start to really figure out what this team looks like. And we got a whole season season left of betting and of course there's no better place to get in on all the action than with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app here's the deal to add to the excitement of week two already looking forward to week two okay week one doesn't exist anymore all right DraftKings Sportsbook bringing back a cannot miss offer here's the deal if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet head to the app store now because you do not want to miss this DraftKings Sportsbook giving all new users the chance to turn one dollar into a hundred dollars okay you're gonna bet one dollar on any team and if that team wins you cash in a cool benjamin how does that sound all right how can you pass that up if you're new to DraftKings sportsbook head to the app now and scout of course their latest offers bet with DraftKings sportsbook a sportsbook that goes wherever you go in the palm of your hands and here's the deal safe secure reliable they make it easy for you to deposit easy for you to withdraw at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code MHS when you sign up. And, of course, if you want to get that cannot-miss offer, here's the deal. Pick any team during week two, bet $1 on them, and you could win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use the promo code, but you got to use this promo code MHS. MHS stands for Mile High Sports. Easy to remember. Promo code MHS during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Well, the deal was Denver was plus three. So, cha-ching, cash money, Zach. Uh, While I'm happy about that, um, on the field, not ideal. Denver loses 16-14. Give me your initial thoughts on the game as a whole, and then I want to start to zero in on this final sequence, a couple last drives, but your immediate thoughts to see the Broncos back on the field. You know, fun to see them back on the field. My immediate takeaways are the the game kind of went how we were all expecting it to. You know, the offense looked improved. The weapons looked a lot better, but it was definitely sloppy at times. And what you'd expect from uh, a a guy who's pretty much still a rookie quarterback when you look at how many practices and how many games he's played, uh, considering the thumb injury last year, um, going through all the transition he's going through, the, the offense struggled as much as you'd expect it would, had some nice flashes. But on the other side of the ball, the defense played really well, which we were expecting, and and honestly, I think even a little better than we were expecting. It, 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 I was really pleased with the defense. The final, well, three, four drives for the Denver Broncos, they're not pretty, okay? Um, not yeah. only did they not really result in points, but they, more importantly, when they had the lead, didn't blow any clock off. And that's where I think a lot of people's complaints are post-game because Denver's final three drives soaked up, uh, well, uh, their final two drives in particular, eight plays, 26 yards, 
three minutes and 28 seconds. You operated both of those drives with the lead and you come away with not only no points, you really just didn't burn any clock off. You left enough time for Ryan Tannehill to go on that 83-yard drive, which obviously ends in the field goal that Goskowski chips in uh, with about, uh, what, 17 seconds left, something like that. Uh, certainly not ideal. Um, the final timeout situation was obviously a bit botched. Uh, what was your thought process as the uh, game came to a conclusion? Yeah, just, just pretty much what you're saying. It, it felt like the Broncos really were in the driver's seat for most of that fourth quarter. You know, the, the moment they answered that, that Titans touchdown to go up 14-13, seemed like they were in control, um, but they just couldn't put it away. You know, they just kept the door open and, and their defense was getting great stops on the Titans offense. And, and meanwhile, uh, the Broncos offense could not move the ball or, or suck any time off the clock. And you just felt, you know, of course, there was the the punt that led to the game winning Titans drive. But even the punt that led to the Titans drive before that, and, and I think pin the Titans back deep at the four, you were like, uh-oh, there's a lot of time left for that Titans offense to do some damage. Mm. And, you know, then you gave him you gave him two opportunities like that. Defense came up big on the first one, not on the second one. And then, like you alluded to, uh, Fangio not using the timeouts there to preserve clock. I kind of got it in the moment. Like you're you're you don't want the offense to have an opportunity to go for the touchdown. You want to force him to lean on Goskowski again, who's um you know, or if they do choose to lean on Goskowski, because they also could have just, uh, you know, continued to score the touchdown and running the clock prevents him from going for the touchdown, forces him to do the field goal. Um, and, and you like that bet with how Goskowski was playing. Um, but yeah, still, you got to use the, the timeouts to give Drew Locke and the offense at least a, a chance there late. Yeah, and we broke it down a little bit earlier. I mean, I think you can actually make arguments both ways. Um, I, I think the mainstream logical thing is, that most people see is, hey, you know, you got to save as much clock on the, you know, as possible. But uh, Fangio tried to explain this with the idea that, hey, uh, the because of the dynamic of uh, Tennessee and Stephen Goskowski, which who just had a dreadful, dreadful day, uh, you know, you thought, okay, well, maybe you know if they uh, are actually playing to win and maybe they throw an incomplete pass well then all of a sudden you can kind of get back to the balance of powers because we talked about it a little bit earlier the the one big play was the play at a minute 33 where Henry gets the first down uh, you want to start calling your timeouts but but you can't without at least having one play be able to run all the way out and you worry that that's that final play that maybe you stop them on first and second you don't have any more timeouts and then that third play they get to basically run the clock out and then you don't get the ball back basically or you do with say you know 10 five seconds left and that you don't even have a shot um you know i i actually think you can make an argument that uh, you know had that pass uh, that was completed i i can't quite remember who the actual uh, receiver was to end the game uh, that pass was completed to Deshaun Hamilton. Had that be a little bit deeper, maybe it does set up uh, a real long, uh, you know, a field goal attempt by Brandon McManus. But obviously, look, uh, you know, what is in the past is now in the past. And certainly, regardless, I think probably not handled as best as it could have been. Um, I, I have mentioned this before because Vic Fangio has taken a lot of heat. Uh, this is a Denver team that 
for it's it's funny because for a team that is coached with the idea that death by inches is supposed to be preached, right? You can't beat yourselves. Uh, Drew Locke said at post game that this is a team that beat themselves, and this team saw drops from Jerry Judy, mismanaged time on the final two drives, a uh, botched timeout situation on defense. They also left points on the board in the first half, which I really did not like. Um, what gives, Zach, with this coaching situation? You know, I, I don't think you can blame the coaching because the Broncos wouldn't have even been in this game without Fangio's coaching. I mean, Fangio's coaching is the reason Jeremiah Tachu was consistently pressuring Ryan Tannehill when Bradley Chubb didn't show up. You know, Fangio's coaching is the reason why you had um, A.J. Bouye go out of the game really early. And with two rookies playing a ton of snaps in uh, uh, Bassey and Ojemudia, the secondary really locked down these Titans receivers for the majority of the game. Um, it's the reason Josie Jewell played so well and this defense was able to uh, uh, contain Derrick Henry as well as they did. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a few problems, a few coaching snafus, but but a lot of the tight game losses, uh, at the end of the day, I don't think you can pin on Big Fangio. Um, yeah, could he be better? Um, is it something he needs to improve on? Is it something the team has to improve on? Absolutely. But I don't think all that has to do with Vic Fangio. You know, I know we're not used to it being this way in Denver, but this team doesn't know how to win. You know, they're, they've been a rebuilding team. They, the, the stink of losing is now on this franchise and it sucks, but it's going to take a while to, to get it off and to get that moxie back and to get that confidence that, yeah, we're supposed to win these types of games back. You know, the, the Vic Fangio or not Vic Fangio, uh, Vance Joseph era left a stain that uh, the Vic Fangio era is going to have to clean up. And I honestly do think we're seeing progress in that direction. You know, yes, there were close losses against uh, the Bears and Jaguars and Vikings last year. We opened the season with a close loss to the Titans this year. But I don't think the Broncos are even in the game to make it close uh, without Fangio's coaching. I think he's a he's a pretty solid head coach. Let's uh, end the, the uh, time with a positive. Give me two things, one thing on offense and one thing on defense that you uh, really enjoyed watching uh, tonight. Offense, Noah Fant. People should be so, so, so hyped about Noah Fant. He has all the tools, size, speed, strength, catch radius, hands, physicality. He's got it all. Um, and, and he put it together tonight, at least in the first half, you, you got to see the consistency still with him. But, you know, I think when Cortland Sutton comes back, you won't be able to double and triple team both those guys. And, and you know, defenses are going to have to pick their poison. Do we want Noah Fant going off on us or do we want Cortland Sutton going off on us? Cause he, he looks like baby Gronk out there. Um, uh, then on defense, I alluded to it a little bit, but Michael Ojemudia, rookie, corner, starting in his first game, uh, you know, third-round pick. We've been here before with Isaac Yadam, and Michael Ojemudia is not Isaac Yadam. Uh, held A.J. Brown without a reception for mm -hmm. most of the first half. Really physical, came up with some big PBUs, um, and should have had an interception, too, that diving incredible interception that was uh, called back because of the uh, Johnson penalty. But, but really impressed me in his starting game. This guy's going to be a starter on the Broncos defense for a long time. 
Uh, I didn't love the draft pick when it first happened there at the top of the third round. Um, but now I look foolish because he played lights out tonight, in my opinion. Well, it was cringy for Steven Goskowski as he missed not one, not two, not three, not four, but fifth times the charm. He hits the game winner with about 17 seconds left and beats the Broncos. They lose 16-14. Denver is now 0-1 and has to regroup with a trip to Pittsburgh coming up next week. Uh, Zach, you will, of course, have a lot of writing on MyLifeSports.com. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's uh, in the uh, the cooker there. Absolutely. You know, got a three up, three down. Uh, actually, it's going to be a four up, two down this week, looking at, you know, four players, four elements of the team that really impressed. Uh, two that did not so much. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll get back on it and start previewing that, that huge now uh, Broncos-Steelers game. Uh, by the way, one last thing before we leave you, Zach. Uh, the name Garrett Bowles, the number 72. Played well. Never mentioned Played well. once. How about that? Oh, huge. Hugely important. And, and another, you know, you know he plays well, or played well, rather, because number 99, Jadevian Clowney, uh, wasn't mentioned at all for making a play. The announcers wanted to mention him because he was an exciting signing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think, yeah, they, they really hyped him up on that sack yeah. quotation marks uh, when uh, Drew Locke had that bobbled snap situation, which, by the way, that, that happened twice. There's more death by inches. Another um, concern. You know, but certainly a lot of concerns. All right, Zach, we got to get out of here. We appreciate the time. Uh, where can they follow you on Twitter? And, of course, uh, tell us about what's going on with uh, uh, all your writing. Find me on Twitter at Zach underscore Seegers. That's Zach, Z-A-C-H underscore S-E-G-A-R-S. And uh, find me over there at Mile High Sports. Like I said, got a game recap piece looking at some players that helped their stock, some that hurt their stock in this one, and then previewing that big Steelers game coming up. Terrific stuff. Zach, we appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you too, Ronnie. Have a good one, man. All right. Zach Seegers. Appreciate his time talking to us. On the podcast, uh, look, I know everybody's frustrated. I know everybody wants to talk about, uh, you know, heads should roll and this and that and yada, yada. Look, first of all, take a step back, chill, relax, breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. That's probably got to be really disgusting to hear as a podcast. <laughs> the point is calm down. Look, it's one game. I understand a fan base wants to go off and just go chopping heads and Vic Fangio's this and Vic Fangio's that and yada, 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 and Drew Locke's a bust, whatever. This is a team that lost exactly how we thought they would lose. Inexperienced. Um the small things killed them. That is something that generally gets you as someone who is inexperienced, whether you are a plumber or an electrician or a football player, you are inexperienced. That is why you have that label. Sometimes you don't take care of the small things and then they bite you in the end. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K radio. That's at R O N N I E letter K radio on Twitter. And of course on the Broncos blitz podcast, a daily podcast. We will have one out tomorrow as well too. And again, continuing the recap here with Tennessee. And uh, look, we're going to quickly put Tennessee in the rearview mirror because Denver is now going to focus on Pittsburgh, a Pittsburgh team that looked pretty good on Monday night. Now all of a sudden, boy, mm, that becomes a critical game because Tampa Bay week three. Ooh, wee. 
This one is a uh, barn burner to start the season for Denver, and they could fall behind real, real quickly. The Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Again, you can follow me on Twitter. I appreciate you tuning in. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on the many different channels that you can find this podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com. And again, MileHighSports.com for all your info on the Broncos, written or audio or video. Check it out. It's Mile High sports.com milehighsports.com later y'all to listen to previous versions of the broncos blitz podcast visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the broncos blitz wherever you get your podcast